You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Hey guys, welcome for anyone who's new and welcome back to my favorite people. And one of my favorite things to do is this podcast. And because you're listening, because you took the time to press listen, I want to gift you one of like my favorite things to talk about, which is sales and sales consistency. So for that, I created a whole download on 10 ways to sales consistency so that you can hit out your sold out service status. So if you've been needing help when it comes to creating consistent leads, having them come to you, this is what will really help you out. Link in show notes to grab your copy or go to bit.ly.com slash DK. 10 ways, as in DK number one, number zero ways. That felt really weird to say, but that's what it is. And if you have any troubles with it, again, the link will be down in the show notes. And without further ado, let's get started with the show. All right. Now, I don't know about you, but this is probably going to be one of my favorite things to talk about because I haven't spoken too much about it on social media except for people who are following me on our Facebook group at Charged Up Changemakers, which is in the show notes below if you want that as well, or even just on my Facebook page. I've been talking about how I've recently, probably in the last couple months, been diving into persuasion psychology and how to actually use the strategies and information that I've been learning into my own business for marketing and for my clients, and it's been crazy how good it's been. (laughs) I actually recently did a live, I think a week or two ago, maybe three weeks ago, I feel like time's going by super fast, but it was something about the one tactic you need to help increase your yes rate, because as all of you out there, whether you have a product-based or service-based business, people saying yes is a pretty big factor into how your sales are going to go, and I talked about that a little bit, but I realized that's just the tip of the iceberg, like this goes super deep, and I wanted to give you guys a taste of how you can actually use that in your business today, Um, because I really want to start teaching this more, not only because I personally never hear anyone really talk about it for marketing or for a business standpoint, but also because it's something that can really shift how not only people see your business, but even how you see yours and how you show up for it. So I think this will be really be really good to talk about and also it'll help you to sell your services so why not (laughs) so the first factor that you need to know is what type of audience you have now i'm not talking about like the demographic thing where oh they're a woman or man or they are like 20 to 30 whatever you know all those demographic the outer parts is that's not what i'm asking you no what i'm asking is really about are you is your audience a scroller or a watcher and like watches intently and when? So what I mean by scroller versus watcher intently is 
I don't think I have to tell you, if you've been on Instagram, or you maybe even on Facebook and you're on your phone, you possibly just scroll. And by scroll, you scroll down the feed, scroll down Facebook groups, you just keep scrolling. Versus watching intently where you go somewhere or see someone that piques your eye and you watch their video, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, so forth. Same thing with like watching a TV show, you actually sit down or wherever you are, maybe at the gym and watch it. And also with that is knowing when, like when do they watch it? When are they scrolling? When are they not scrolling? Those are really big things to know. And to give you even a bigger reason why it's important is even Facebook, the company started talking about it, how they are shipping over to actually more of an older audience because they quote unquote say (laughs) that millennials don't watch long videos. Which to me is laughable because the day alone I've watched at least uh, two or three videos that were, one was I think 40 minutes, another was 20 and so forth. And even for those who might be a little bit more advanced, even for those who are on YouTube, um, maybe you've heard of people like Shane Dawson who's a really huge YouTuber who has like 40 plus minute videos um, and they still garnered over 18 million views per video and a lot of his audience is millennials or younger, which means that their quote unquote shift is actually just because they're not being able to cut it. And as we already know too, TV shows are still alive and well. Like I don't know many people who have stopped watching their TV shows because they say it takes too long. Some people do, but I really don't know many people who would say that they have not watched a 20 minute video in the last six months, right? And the reason why this is really important to know is because the shareable content that they're talking about is like people who do who did the vines for so long, for for so long or videos are like a minute or two long and they're finding it hard to switch over to a longer form because they quote unquote it's not their audience which actually is not true the problem is is that they conditioned the audience us to only want really short videos like if you're on your feed you're probably not going to sit there and watch a 12 15 20 minute video you're probably going to go out and look for it like probably from an influencer or from um, someone that you really respect so the interesting part is that even though facebook is going through that part so many business owners actually don't have that same problem just the platform does and the reason why i went on this very long tangent about facebook is because i want you to realize that the main problem that they faced and which you might be facing as well is you accidentally trained your audience to want something else from you or maybe you have an audience that you're shifting over to that you need help with and you're not really sure how to do that this is where it's really important to know what times your people are on even for me when i was doing some posts recently and i was doing some longer form posts for value for storytelling and i was starting to do them because i usually write my posts around 9 to 10 a.m and i'll post them around 11. Well, I realized not many people were actually reading those or engaging with it as they did at 5 p.m. or 4 p.m. The reason why is because in the morning, most people are either going to work. If you're an entrepreneur, you're doing calls, you're setting up your appointments. So you don't really think about actually watching videos in the morning. You think about them more at night, which is kind of like your relax hour. And even in that, your relax could just be scrolling. And that's why it's super important to know what type of audience you have. And I know you're already going to ask me, like, how do you figure this out? Like, how in the world do you know? Well, the first thing you have to realize is who would you actually want to help? Like, do you know your people? Do you have clients who are your ideal clients? Like the people you actually freaking love, love, love to work with. 
if you do have those people, then I would actually start asking them and say like, hey, you know, where did you find me? Which you probably should have asked by now. If you didn't, please do for your own sake. And also ask, cool, so when you're on Facebook or Instagram, you know, where do you find yourself? Do you find yourself scrolling? What makes you stop? And gathering that information because that'll help turn a scroller into a watcher, especially if it's for people who are your ideal client. Because I want you to realize this too, that not everyone's going to be watching your video intently. You have to create that like, know, and trust factor for that to happen. And that comes through strategy, things that I teach my clients. And it really comes down to what you're wanting to put out there. And also, it really depends on the second factor, which is, is your topic relevant? And what I mean by that, it's not if it's, is it relevant to the universe? Is it relevant to flowers around you? It's more of, is the topic relevant or not to your person? Do they want to sit down and watch it? So for example, you clicked on this episode because you thought it was relevant for your business and what you've been working on. Maybe you've been struggling when it comes to creating an actual system for selling your services on social media, or maybe it's something like you've been trying to work on shifting that or creating it more consistently, whatever that is, because this topic actually is something that you want to know more about and fix for you. It's a problem solver. And it'd be different if I were trying to say three ways, stop signs, make roads better. Like who, who cares? <laughs> like if you're here, you probably don't care too much about that. And you'd instantly click off. Your brain probably did a virtual eye roll and wanted to check out. And that's why the topic is vital. Hear that? Hear that? That voice that I put up? That's my, that's my authoritative voice. <laughs> it is vital to know the topic is relevant and is something that your ideal client is interested in and interested enough to actually press play or to actually read or to actually keep going. And this sometimes can also play into fact if you're doing copywriting. There's something that's known in copywriting where it's like the first thing you need to do is get them hooked by the headline and then you have five more seconds to hold them in the next line and you go down and down and like you're trying to hold their attention because as you probably already know, the biggest thing you can garner right now in 2018 is attention. If you can get someone's attention, you have a lot more than you think. And that's why I'm asking you this is because is your topic that you've been talking about or the ones that you have been talking about, are they relevant to your people? Because if they're not, it's really hard for people to actually stick with it. And that's something that I was learning even more so and going, I could go a lot deeper with it when it comes to persuasion psychology. But it's just as simple as that is if it's not relevant to the person, it's not going to help anyone and no one's going to really watch it. And if they do watch it, it'll be for a minute or two and then drop off, which I don't want for you. I want you to be able to actually sell your services, which usually comes at the end of the video. So you have to get them there or at the end of the podcast or end of the post. So another tip that you can do to actually figure out which topics are relevant is use poll features. <laughs> I know it sounds like these are easy tips, but I can tell you right now, I don't see a lot of people actually doing it, to be honest. And I have my own thing too. I, and trust me, I've been really lacking on that as well. And it's a really good thing to remember is that when you're actually, and a really good thing to remember is that if you're not asking your ideal clients or your audience questions, 
the answers that you're coming from might be stale. The answers that you have in your head about, oh, they might like this, might be from old clients. Maybe they shifted. Maybe you shifted. So it's really important to constantly try and ask questions, to do polls, to see what they really want, because because that's how you're going to get attention, because they're literally telling you what they want. And if they're not, maybe you have a newer following, maybe you're not sure how to go about doing that. Try out Facebook groups. I know it's one of those another eye roll thing, but those are dedicated people who are in there and hopefully for a specific reason. So you could try and ask, hey, who would be interested in X, Y, or Z and see which one becomes more popular and start to do stuff around that. Because I noticed that in business, especially for those who are in their two to 3K months or going farther, is sometimes it can be easy to kind of get stuck in your rut of, oh, I think my people would like this or, oh, this might be interesting. But if you don't actually know, if you haven't tested it and you haven't like really thought about, is this relevant to what your ideal client needs help with? If you don't know the actual answer, it's best to double check. Okay. And while you're at it, let's actually move this over to the last factor, which is, are these people a strong or weak thinker? Weird, right? (laughs) It sounds like, well, isn't everyone a good thinker? We all think thoughts, but that's not actually what I mean. So what this comes down to is there's two types of people, and it really depends on, honestly, one, how intensely they think, but also, again, what the topics are about, where they're at. For example, you might think really strongly about if you want to buy a home or not. You're going to actually think about, okay, I need to think about my financials. I need to think about profit. I need to think about this. Versus a weak thinker might see that and say, oh, well, I don't really want a house. Or if I do, I'm just going to go for the first thing I see, which I know not all of us are, but it's just a quick thing to notice is that a strong versus weak thinker does not mean that you're smarter or not smart, I promise. It's more of just seeing how intensely you're thinking about thoughts or thinking about the decision you're trying to create. For example, so, I know on Instagram that I'm probably a weak thinker. Like when I'm on there, I'm probably scrolling. I'll accept really any arguments. And what I mean by arguments, I'll go into in a later episode, but really means just like any reasons to stick around. I'll be like, oh, that's a good reason. That's cool. That's nice. I'll keep going. Scroll, 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 scroll. (laughs) Versus strong would be, okay, I really need to know about this topic. It's going to affect my life. Let me figure out all that I can learn about it, or at least how intently I need to think. To put it in a better context for all you entrepreneurs out there, because I know the house example is good, but you're not selling out houses over here. So to give you a really good idea would be if someone's looking at a post, like Facebook post, email, whatever it might be for your service, like something with the offer that you're selling. And if they're a weak thinker, they might not really look at it. You've heard of the skimmers out there. They'll probably just skim through it. Whatever pops out to them, they'll look at and then kind of forget about it. And they'll be like, okay, based on the skimming that I did and the words that popped out to me, this is my conclusion. Versus a strong thinker will read your whole entire post, rudely analyze it, and then come back with an actual decision. So that gives you two ideas on the different sides of that. But also, I want you to realize too, that your person can have both sides. They can have a strong intellect and weak intellect. Again, goes back to, is the topic relevant to them? That'll first keep their interest for a little bit longer. And what type of audience are they, that scroller or watches intently? I wish I had a better term for that. <laughs> it's just scroller or watch intently right now. Easy way to see but how your audience is as well is by testing out posts. And one way is obviously 
testing out the lengths, seeing which ones are good or bad. I do this with my clients all the time to really optimize what lengths and what types of posts are actually going to sell their content for them and sell their offers for them. So that's one thing, but also is to realize that and also when to post. And if you really want to try something out, which I think is really fun, um, I heard this from Libby Crow a while ago at Pays to Be Brave when she was looking for a VA. She was asking herself, okay, you know, how can I make sure that people who are reading this are actually real people and they're actually reading what they're doing, not just skimming? And what she did was in like this, you know, paragraph, two, three paragraphs of text, she said, if you want to also apply for this, make sure to include purple hippo into your email, which I know sounds like, why would you put purple hippo? But it's because most people, if they're skimming, they wouldn't read that part. It doesn't reach out to them. They're not thinking strongly. So one of the things you can try in your posts is try out putting in a random phrase and say, comment pineapple star <laughs> if you want a free download or comment. And this is a really good thing to remember because a lot of the times if you have a weaker thinker, did not mean to rhyme that, but we're going to go with it. Uh, if you have a weaker thinker, they're not going to see that pineapple star. And if they don't, if you don't get that much engagement from it, then you realize, okay, most of my people are w weak thinkers, which means I have to change my messaging to fit them more so that when I do sell my services online, when I do create posts and emails, they actually hit. They don't just fall flat. And if they're stronger thinkers, then that'll be going into like really creating some strong evidence-based reasoning. And you should also put always, no matter weak or strong, always include emotion and storytelling in there. This is another episode. I'm getting so many episode ideas while we do this, but I just wanted to give you guys the three factors that you need to know when selling your services on social media for each post you do, for each story, for each email, for each video, for each audio. Like this is what you have to think about is one, what type of audience do you have? Are they scroller or watcher? Two, is the topic relevant or not relevant to the person? And even deeper is like, is it relevant to what they want to know right now or not? Because for example, you know, Instagram is something that I can always talk about because it's universally, it's universally needed or it's universally, it's grown a lot more in the last couple years. So people are a lot more interested, but if they wake up today and they really need help with email they're not going to try and look at my Instagram episode. They're going to look at an email episode. And that's what I want you guys to realize is it might be relevant to them, but it could have been relevant six months ago, six days ago, maybe four months from now. So you really want to think about how can you make sure that your topics are relevant to the person at this moment and what they need to know so they can move on to work with you. And lastly is, are they a strong or weak thinker? Do they think really complexly? Do they think really intensely about their decisions or are they more weak thinkers? And again, if you want that, I'll put in the quiz below because I want to help you guys out with that. And if you really want to dive in deeper, because this is just like tip of the tip, like the tippy tip top of the iceberg, this is what I, this is one, I would say step 0.5 out of the five steps that I go into when it comes to my spotlight to 2x sales offer, where I actually help really amazing, amazing women who are doing service-based entrepreneur work, and they might be struggling with creating a client attraction, getting consistent, high-paying clients that pay you your worth and grow your visibility. And if you resonated with anything that I just said, it's probably going to be you. 
you might need help right now. You might not know even how or where to start. And that's why I created this because it's an offer that I actually take you by the hand and walk you through what you need to know. Wherever you're at, I help you move through that because I don't believe in putting out any type of cookie cutter or something that's like made for the masses because that's not going to help you. You've been in those courses before. They're not helpful. What you need is actually a personalized tailored strategy to you and someone to help you actually walk through it and actually implement it. So if you want that and to learn more, then you can actually head to bit.ly.com slash DK strategy to learn more. And if it's a right fit for you, because I would love to help you grow your business to the next level. <laughs> so if you have any questions, let me know. DM me at I am Danielle Clem. I am here for you guys. I want to help you. And, and without further ado, I will see you guys on the next episode. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.